Hello, communicators. Welcome to episode 13 of the audio series, The Communicator. Let's dive into the world of corporate communications from an in-house lens. I'm Yesenia Reynoso, your host, and thanks so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show or are a general member, hit that subscribe button. You can also share, like, and comment on this and previous episodes at your disposal. Spread it far and wide, my friends. I'm available on social media, so follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter slash X. All of my handles are listed in the episode description box below. And finally, this episode and all previous 12 volumes are now available across all primary podcast mediums. Every new episode comes out on the first and third Mondays of the month, which you can hear on your laptop, mobile, or any portable electronic device. Now that we got all those housekeeping details out of the way, your brilliant MC is back in the saddle, ready to tackle another corporate communications topic, and maybe... Insert a little rap or two because we are now just two episodes away to the season one finale of The Communicator taking place on Monday, December 4th. Release the fireworks. Boom, 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 boom. Can you tell I'm excited? The fact that now we are just ever so closer to that elusive finale doorstep just brings me uber joy and... Again, I just want, I just cannot thank the communicator community enough for being with me since day one in bringing this entire portfolio to life. And so now that we are itching ever so closer to the end, it's bittersweet, a little tear in my eye, but really excited for what the future holds for the communicator and as well as releasing future chapters that I think is going to be very beneficial for the entire communications community. And so with that, we are in the middle of a back-to-back week, uh, obviously because of the additional Monday, fifth one, uh, in the month of October, I have decided to keep us in track by releasing a back-to-back weekly uh, schedule uh, for the communicator. So episodes number 12, Episode number 12 and 13 will be back to back. And so now that we are, we have returned to normal schedule, we will proceed ahead with episode 13. If you haven't had the chance to listen to episode 12, which put the focus on communications plans, what is it all about and how how to its components and why people should have it in their primary arsenal. Now we're going to shift course to today's uh, topic, which is communication statement. And I'm sure everybody knows what a communication statement is all about and why is it important for organizations to have one ready to go in case of any crisis or emergency situation. And so, as I stated in the last episode, consider this and as well as all of the previous 12 episodes as your one-on-ones, your introduction to corporate communications, the basics, uh, and so forth. And so with that, we are going to dive in. There is a lot to talk about. And so we're going to immediately go into a communication statement, which is pretty much uh, a tool that everyone should know. And all of the components that go into developing a communication statement. Typically, we see it in crisis communications, but having a corporate communication sta- uh, statement, understanding what it's all about and how to best implement it in other areas within the corporate communications umbrella is also something that is very important for all uh, public relations uh, organizations and whether it's in-house or agency uh, should have. And so with that, let's communicate about 
statements, shall we? Great. And so we're going to, again, just like with episode number 12, we're going to divide this into three parts. What is a communication statement? What are the key components slash ingredients in developing one? And why organizations should be prepared to have a communication statement. So let's go into part number one, which is the basic. What is a communication statement? And so a communication statement is a formal written or verbal message that an organization, company, or individual uses to convey important information, messages, or announcements to their target audience. This statement is typically crafted with careful consideration of the content, tone, and timing. Remember those three parts, content, tone, and timing, to effectively communicate a specific message or set of messages. Communication statements can be used in a variety of contexts, including public relations, crisis management, marketing, and internal communications. Now, there are some common situations in which communication statements are typically used. There are five of them. Number one, crisis communications. Number two, public relations. Number three, investor relations. Number four, internal communications. And number five, marketing and promotion. In typical scenarios, I've, from personal experience, I have seen communications statements being widely used in crisis communications, internal communications, and investor relations. However, we have seen the importance of communications statements evolved uh, over the last decades due to the in, due to the vast implementation of employee relations slash internal communications, and as well as how businesses would like to re how to release communication statements to promote different types of marketing sales events or initiatives. And so when crafting a communication statement, it is essential to consider the, the target audience, the desired message, and the appropriate channel or channels to for distribution, whether it is a press release, social media, email, official website. The tone and language used in the statement shall align with the overall communications goals and reflect the organization's values, brand identity, and mission. Effective communication statements can help build trust, manage expectations, and maintain a positive public image. Especially now today, the importance of establishing reputation within not only your industry, but also external is highly critical for any organization in order to develop a line of trust uh, within its respective audiences. Now we move on to the second part of the of the podcast where we're going to talk about the components or the primary ingredients in formulating a communication statement. And so whether that statement is a press release or any other type of formal message, it involves several key components to ensure that the message is clear, effective, and very much well received by the intended audience. So here are 15 key components to consider when formulating a statement. Number one is the purpose or objective. You definitely want to start by stating the purpose or the objective of the statement. What is the primary message that you want to send across? What are you communicating with this 
information. Having a clear objective will definitely help you stay focused and ensure that your statement serves the specific purpose or purposes. Number two, audience. Identifying that target audience. Who are you addressing with this statement? Consider the characteristics, needs, and the expectations of your audience to tailor it to their exact voice and tone. Measure it appropriately. Your tone and language should align with your audience preferences and overall understanding. Number three is message. Craft a concise and compelling message that conveys the essential information. Your message should be clear, straightforward, and aligned with your purpose. Avoid any kind of jargon or technical language that your audience is unaware. Number four, key points. Outline the key points or support details that reinforce your message. And these points should provide context, evidence, or explanation to help your audience understand the main message. Organize them logically in order to create a, cohere, a coherent narrative. Number five, tone and style. Determine the tone and style of your statement. And your tone should match the nature of the message and the preference of your audience. For example, a crisis communication statement could have a much more serious tone, while a promotional announcement could be much more upbeat, enthusiastic, and lively. Six, timing. Consider the timing of your statement. Is there a specific date or when you need to announce it? The timing of it can be so critical, especially in crisis management or when you are ready to announce any kind of time-sensitive information. Have that in mind. Number seven, channel and format. Deciding on the appropriate channel or format to deliver your statement. It could be a press release, a blog, byline, an email, social media post, a speech, or any other or any other medium. Each channel has its own conversations and requirements, so choosing the one that best reaches your target audience to ensure that they are able to consume that message effectively. Number eight, visual elements. If applicable, applicable, applicable. It appears that my a tongue twisting words are starting to come back in a much more cohesive method. But either way, Include any kind of visual elements such as images, graphics, charts, or videos to better enhance your message. These visuals can help you make your statement more engaging and easy to understand. Number nine, quotes or testimonials. Incorporate any kind of quote or testimonial from relevant individuals or authorities to add instant credibility and humanize your message. Be sure to attribute quotes accurately. As, um, as we all know, quotes can really help you normalize and humanize the situation. So when you have people talking about a, a initiative, a program, or product that has benefited, it could really instantly add a boost to your statement. Number 10, contact information. Provide contact information for inquiries or follow-up questions. This is especially important in press releases and in public communications, as it allows journalists and stakeholders to reach out for additional information. Number 11, a call to action, or a CTA for short. If appropriate, include a, include a clear and specific call to action. What do you want your audience to do after reading or hearing your statement? Does it involve visiting a website, make a purchase, take a specific action, sign a petition, whatever it is, the call to action should be concise and actionable. 
every message that you put out there must have a call to action. I can't emphasize this enough. You want your audience not only to be informed or persuade, you want them ultimately to do something that it is to your benefit. And so it is highly recommended that whenever whenever and whatever you try to compile and construct your message, make sure that it has an effective call to action so that your audience members will be doing something that is not only going to benefit them, but ultimately benefit you, the brand. Number 12 a signature or authorship. If the statement is attributed to a specific individual or organization, include their name, title, or any relevant contact information. 13, editing and proofreading. Thoroughly proofread and edit your statement for grammar, spelling, and clarity. Typos and errors can undermine your credibility of your message. Any kind of revisions, whether it's having an additional set of eyes, using tools such as Grammarly or anything whatsoever, you want to make sure that any kind of communication statement or PR material for that matter, make sure that is revised and revised again. If you have to do it a million times, do so, but make sure it is fully proofread so that way no grammatical errors appear when the final version goes out. And number 14, a distribution plan. Developing a plan for how you will distribute your statement to that attended audience and ensure that it reaches the right people through its appropriate channels. Today, there are so many communication channels out there and many different ways as to how individuals not only consume that content through that channel, but for how long they stay on a page and and see or read that content, brands will already have an idea as to how to develop a content that's going to keep the individual on reading, hearing, or interacting with that specific message for a certain period of time. And finally, follow up. Be prepared to follow up on a statement, especially if it generates a question or any kind of feedback. Monitor the response, whether it's through social listening, social monitoring, or any other kind of management, and be ready to provide additional information or clarification if needed. By carefully considering these key components, you'll be able to create a well-structured and effective statement that effectively conveys your message to your target audience. And so from the components and the ingredients, now that you know what a communication statement is and you know the ingredients that you need to compose one, now we shift on to part three, which is why you need to have a communication statement. If there's ever a situation that pops up, whether it's externally or internally, that you need to release a communication statement, make sure that the statement that you ultimately put out is going to deliver a return of investment. What is the end result that you want your audience to understand, whether it is a positive or a negative situation. Organizations should be prepared to make communication statements for several important reasons. And it's always best to be prepared. You want to be ahead of the curve, especially when you're dealing any kind of crisis. That way, when your audience sees that you are on top of things, they will have a better understanding as to what you deliver to the table, and more importantly, they'll be able to rely on you more because you are you are 
you are effective in, in strategizing and more importantly, executing the things that you want to be able to convey in order to ensure that any kind of issue is diffused. And so by having a communication statement, you should be prepared in giving one. And just in case, you may also want to have additional statement backups. And also before any kind of statement goes out, you want to be able to read it and get feedback from internal internal audiences, whether it's your employees or senior management, stakeholders, and other key individuals who are involved in the process. Make sure that when you are dealing uh, with typing up a communication statement, or if you are the decision maker that has to approve whether or not this uh, statement gets released, make sure that you obtain feedback from all parties and that everybody is in unison to sign off on the message. Because when you release a statement, to to your intended audience you want to make you want to make sure that when they read it it is the sentiment of the organization overall and that is their standing and the very last thing that that you need to do is to put out a statement without any kind of a review or approval and you might and ultimately when the individual or any member of the general public reads the message and they're not a fan of it, you're going to get backlash and that can potentially roll into a, into a very serious reputational hit. And so when you are prepared to make a communication statement, here are several important reasons as to why you wanna have one ready to go or in your back pocket. Number one, crisis management. Unexpected events or crisis can occur at any time, such as product recalls, natural disasters, data breaches, or public relations scandals. Being prepared with communication statements allow audience organizations and audiences to respond quickly and to effectively manage and mitigate any kind of impact these crises for their reputation and operations. Number two, transparency. Communicating openly and honestly with stakeholders, including customers, employees, shareholders, I should say, and the general public, it will foster trust and credibility. Having prepared statements ensures that organizations can provide full, accurate, and transparent information when needed, even in challenging situations. Number three, brand management. Organizations can use communication statements to maintain and protect their overall image. A well-crafted statement can help shape the narrative and public perception during any kind of positive or negative events to ensure that the brand is accurately represented and protected. Number four, legal and regulatory compliance. In some cases, but not all, organizations are legally obligated to provide certain kinds of information to the public or to the authorities. Prepared statements will help to ensure that compliance with legal and regulatory requirements are met. Number five, media relations. Journalists and the media often seek information from organizations for news stories. Having statements ready streamlines the process of responding to any kind of media inquiries and help organizations control the messaging and the accuracy of the information within the media. Number six, employee communication. Internal communications is so vital for keeping employees informed and engaged. Having prepared statements can be used for internal audience, for internal announcements, policy changes, and updates on organizational strategies, initiatives, fostering a sense of transparency and trust among employees. Number seven, 
market change, and opportunity. Organizations may need to communicate with their stakeholders regarding market changes, new opportunities, mergers, acquisitions, investor relations, or strategic shifts. Prepare statements enable organizations to articulate their vision and objectives clearly. Number eight, customer relations. Addressing customer concerns or inquiries promptly and professionally is essential for customer satisfaction and retention. Prepare statements can be used to respond to customer inquiries or issues in a consistent and effective manner. Number nine, competitive advantage. Organizations that respond quickly and effectively to events or market developments often have a competitive advantage. Prepare statements allow for timely communication, which can influence market perception and customer behavior. Number 10, preventing rumors and misinformation. In the absence of official ethical communications, rumors and misinformation slash disinformation can spread rapidly, causing confusion and harm to an organization's reputation. Having prepared statements can help organizations control the narrative and correct any kind of falsehood. Number 11, strategic messaging. Organizations use these statements to communicate their strategic goals, achievements, and milestones. These statements can help to build a positive image and support the long-term business goals. And finally, public relations. Communication statements are fundamental in the tool in public relations, which will allow organizations to proactively manage the image, engage with stakeholders, shareholders, board of directors, and promote their initiatives and achievements. Overall, being prepared to make any kind of communication statements is crucial for organizations to be able to effectively manage their reputation, crisis management, transparency, legal requirements, and complying with them, and of course, communicating their message to a wide variety of audiences. Being prepared ensures that organizations can navigate through communications challenges and opportunities with clarity, consistency, and professionalism. And so with that, we have come to the end of episode 13 of The Communicator. Do you have any questions, comments, anything you agree or disagree with? What topic should I focus on next? Any feedback is highly welcome. Just email me at yr.ymedia at gmail.com. The email is listed in the episode description box. And don't forget to follow me on social media and on The Communicator. Hit those subscribe buttons and share, like, and comment away as we continue to further elevate this podcast. Leave a five-star rating or review. And lastly, tune in to episode 14 in two weeks, and I will see you next time on the opposite end of the corporate communication spectrum. Till then, everyone, so long.